0: In a world full of anger, strife, and plagues, a constant
1: struggle is battled out between good and evil, right and wrong. And for over seven years, the IndieCast is here to try to make you forget all of that. With interviews, pop culture talk, and the best in sexual innuendo. So sit back and relax as Chad, Zach, and Luna welcome you to the IndieCast. Exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of the IndieCast. I am Zach Romero. Joining me here, since uh Chad is off doing Chadly things, Luna's working on a thousand T-shirts for the Cheese, and sitting right here, back home where he belongs, joining me once again on the IndieCast. He is one of the most sought-after talents in the incredible performance art of professional wrestling today. He is the fearless leader of the Nova Alliance, one half of I-Ray's radio, and a damn handsome man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Captain Aaron Nova. You know, I was actually going to be like, yeah, Zach's going to say this thoughtful
0: introduction, and I'm going to bury myself like, oh, I was number 45 on the list. And then you said a 1,000 certs for cheese, and that just doesn't work for my character, Zach, that just that really, we starting on the bad foot?
1: I, well, I a that's my specialty, and B, I mean we had to cut out a lot of his goddamn shirts, so it's Yeah, it's a, so, it's come on what about, what
0: about my sales what about my sales, not like this
1: one uh, we sold, there were, there were a couple of, uh, no sell the dwell shirts that sold, so, so, you know that's right. still a thing
0: that kind of makes me happy. Right.
1: Screw you, cheese. And if anybody listening, don't buy a cheese shirt.
0: That's an order. All right, there you go. I'll catch you with a cheese shirt on. You know what happens next.
1: Yeah. All right? So. Try me. So uh, before I get to one of my actual subjects that I want to talk to you about, um, because I finally caught up on some things uh, over Mother's Day, which I'll which I'll d- discuss in a second. First thing I got to ask is, why is season two of Digimon the best of the series I, oh. need, I need some explanation on this
0: all right now we're all right now i'm back i'm back in the zone first you pissed me off with the cheese name but uh now we're we're coming in hot uh so season two of digimon i feel like is is one of the better seasons because of uh the range of the digi evolutions like uh, okay <clears throat> so for the first they they were the you had your stand standard digi evolutions you know your champion form um and your mega form. Uh, but here in this season, they had the digi eggs. You had the digi eggs and then you had uh, the cross digi evolutions, the DNA. That's right. Where they would like pretty much fuse. And it was just so freaking cool. <laughs> and just Because I remember watching every week and it was just like, man, who who's going to do something crazy next? You know, what what new Digimon am I going to see?
1: Okay, that's fair. That's I, fair.
0: I'm Cody by law, or Armadillomon
1: by law. I don't
0: know. I feel like so, short character in an anime is just me. So,
1: <laughs> so uh, self-insert fiction. Um, so of those big, I would say what three animated features based off of card games mm-hmm. in Pokemon, Digimon, and Yu Gi Oh. Rank them like let's do a, a fuck Mary kill. Pokemon Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh fuck Mary Kill. Let's
0: see. Uh, hmm, I'd marry Pokemon. Pokemon's financially stable if you know what I'm mm. talking about. Uh Pikachu's the draw. Pikachu's really real. on an international level even though the big Pokemon's draw. As you know, I had like a whole like three part uh, actually, no, I think it was a two part so championship series on iRays Radio. Go back and watch it now. We did, oh,
1: got the plug in and everything.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. That was one of my favorite episodes. That because of IndyCast, the first interview we had, I just that idea came to me. I was like, man, what if we do a championship series where we like you know categorize each Pokemon as if they were wrestlers? You know, we even put titles on them and stuff. Uh, because <clears throat> the roster is so wide, so I would definitely. I definitely married Pokemon because, you know, it's it's the most financially stable on an international level. Very true. It was the it was it was going to be the mascot for the Olympics uh, last year uh, for Japan. It was Pikachu. Um, So getting with Pokemon uh, totally just totally dogging. Uh, Digimon, we're, we definitely having, it. We're, we're fucking, yeah, we're fucking, uh, Digimon because, uh, it, it wasn't recognized, it, to some people, it wasn't as big as Pokemon, and that's where, and which I feel like it was because of the merchandise, uh, mainly the video games, uh, I don't think the video games appealed to people, I think some of it was a little complicated, and it didn't really have a strong trading card game. True, very true. Uh, like Yu-Gi-Oh would have the stronger trading card game, uh, but Pokemon was just you know more novelty collectibles, um, but the anime, the anime range was so damn strong, like, uh, like, cause it, it wasn't like a cast of. Well, it was a cast. Like, everyone was selected with their particular Digimon and stuff like that and certain episodes. um, And when they evolved, or, excuse me, Digivolved.
1: There you go. Use the (laughs) right terminology.
0: Just the story was much deeper. And I think because they were more, like, I think I was uh, roughly the same age. I was probably, like, it was more extreme, if you know what I'm talking about. Like, Digimon just had a more appealing adult look, like a more, like, Intimidating look because they were freaking dinosaurs with guns and stuff. It was, it was true. That's very true. <clears throat> you get these little cute creatures and they did evolve to these freaking bizarre fantasy characters.
1: Um and it almost I'll- felt like what if you had what if you had Pokemon, but every Pokemon was Charmander and would evolve into this mean ass fucking dragon? Like yeah. what if you did that? But it was everything.
0: Yeah, it was more hardcore. It was was adult. I think that was the
1: original tagline of Digimon. It's more
0: hardcore. Yeah, it's definitely more hardcore where it's like, you know, Pokemon was more safe in that sense where they had, like, really cool name moves and stuff like that. But, like, as far as the look to them, um, they didn't really have any intimidating-looking Pokemon at that time. For this would be like the first, second season. Um, <clears throat> they didn't really have intimidating looking as Digimon. Digimon was more cutting, it was ECW. It was the ECW of freaking anime cartoons and card collectibles. Wow. Wow. Yes. It it had it didn't have the budget as Pokemon, but it did have the freaking cutting edge TVMA rating. Of really cool stuff for a young kid, you know? Um, and I'm definitely killing Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, only reason I'd say, like, I like the Yu-Gi-Oh! show. Uh, but, aside from the cards, man, I'll be yeah. honest. The reason why I say kill off Yu-Gi-Oh! The one year I got into Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I got my ass whooped. enough. <laughs> It was hard to keep up with cards. I didn't really get good cards. Uh, I was broke. <laughs> um, and I remember one birthday, I bought a dueling disc, like the giant plastic. Yeah,
1: that a boy. Disc. Yes.
0: I was like freaking like 70 bucks. <laughs> and I remember I spent all this money and then I broke it like the next day. Of course. And I never looked at Yu-Gi-Oh the same again. <laughs> So, yeah, Kill off right. for that's what it fair. when I was younger. <laughs> I thought it was the coolest-looking toy. It was just like I, – I, I did have a deck at the time, uh, not a strong one because all the kids in the neighborhood would just fucking obliterate me. Um, well, that's
1: the problem with so many of those games is, like, you get the starter kit or the the beginning armies or whatever, and you're going to get your shit kicked in yeah. unless you're going to pay, like, triple the amount of money to get the good shit. Yeah, yeah. I just, just thought I'd look cool
0: doing this, and I didn't get to make it to school that day. Yeah, fair enough. You know, so screw
1: you, Yu-Gi-Oh, know, and your highly expensive, cheap toys. Yes. So the actual thing that I finally caught up on is I believe you had mentioned, um, I had just been on social media a little while back, that you were watching those A&E uh, biographies of former WWE stars. Yes. And so over Mother's Day, when I went and visited uh, Ma and Pa Romero, Uh, They were watching it. They were just they just had that on. And so I sat and watched the Stone Cold one and I watched the Roddy Piper one. And I hate who I've become in terms of like watching that kind of stuff. Mm. (laughs) And I'm curious if you if you relate to this. There are so many moments that it would be like, and then Stone Cold decided to do this with his character. And I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like, that's what I keep telling these kids. Yes. You got to do this kind of shit. This is what fucking sells tickets. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. just losing my mind by myself in the living room. Yeah.
0: Um, hmm. So I did, I'm still trying to catch it because I don't have cable anymore. I do have this new, like, way of watching things and they don't have biography on i on so and i for some reason my t my stupid smart tv doesn't chromecast correctly when i try to watch watch it on my phone so i've watched the first i want to say 30 minutes of it of the stone cold one
1: mm-hmm. it
0: took me it, it took me some time because the first 15 minutes i turned it off and i was just like Immediately I'm like, what am I doing with myself? Like, why why I'm no wrestler. I'm I'm gonna be nothing. Like, why would I even set myself like I just it put me down on myself because a guy like Stone Cold took himself so serious at a young age and with his athletics and his fitness and stuff like that. And I didn't. And I was just like, Yeah, that's where I went wrong in life. <laughs> and just, <laughs> I I and I encouraged a, a lot of younger people, you know, even though I, I haven't taken my own advice, but it's just like, hey, stay training, stay in shape, because I stopped for not that long, three or four months, and I've I've never been the same since. So take yourself serious, and and it, it's so hard to get back into that mindset. I even considered uh, signing up for wrestling school again to just get back into those good habits that I would once was in.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but then I, I went back to to watch it, and then. The USWA stuff kind of like, kind of comforted me because he was just, he was not comforting me. Like I I did sympathize for Stone Cold, uh, just it worked because it worked out for him. It did work out for him. Um, But the way he was struggling, he was dedicated and the way he was struggling and it just, it broke my heart when he, he said he asked, the only time he asked his parents for money was like 40 bucks just so he could get something to eat. And that just... <laughs> Uh, I, I I teared up a little bit. I was just like, "Oh man, jeez!" Like the sacrifices this guy made, and just how it paid off. And then you know, I, I I didn't get to finish it. I'm two episodes behind. I'm actually gonna watch it, uh, probably by tomorrow, maybe after this interview. I'll, I'll watch it and then I'll have uh more on that because I do want to see the Roddy Piper one, especially the Booker Team one.
1: Yes, I well, I will say the thing I was most impressed by with the Stone Cold one is that they very, very plainly talked about when he left, which I was very surprised by, because there have been so many WWE, you know, kind of backed documentaries in the past or whatever, or specials or whatever the case is. And it's like, yeah, Stone Cold was on top of the world. The end. And it's like, well, wait a minute. He left eventually. What happened? And it's like, well, we told him he should lose to Brock Lesnar and he told us to go fuck ourselves. And this, the... (laughs) anyone goes into that not to a huge huge degree like they don't talk to Brock or anything like that but like they very plainly discuss it and Stone Cold's like yeah I lost the respect of a lot of my peers yeah. um and so that I was very impressed by Of like wow okay we're actually getting into the nitty-gritty yeah. of like hey yeah no he that's what happens when you've got this top talent that you've built so much of your company around that as soon as the tide starts to change there's going to be static yeah. um
0: yeah, and it definitely did at that time because, and I remember as a kid too. It was just such a random like disappearance. Uh, but to that, like, I think they, I think even when he spoke to Brock on his podcast on the network, I'm pretty sure it was like a watered down, protected version. Uh, I, I mean, he was cool with Brock afterwards. Brock was like, I, I understood, you know, you were at the top of the line, and here I just come in, and then I just got to beat you for no rhyme or reason, as if yeah, he, the, the. Top of the, still top of the food chain, you know, and this is like the first round. So I feel like business could have been done way better. Like the situation could have handled from both parties a little bit better, you know. Um, Because, you know, there could have been other ways you could have booked that. It could have been in the finals. It could have been, I I don't know why Stone Cold would be in the tournament anyway. But there, there could have been ways around it, like such, so many scenarios in pro wrestling or life itself but I, well,
1: I, I'll i definitely look out for that when I watch it back yeah and then of course Roddy Piper I just fucking love it you know yeah, he's wild I
0: love
1: R.I.P. Roddy Piper
0: that's that's a unique man Uh <laughs> I remember one distinct promo could everybody like do you have a favorite promo overall
1: oh man. wow um that's a great question um I mean, we did a we we on the IndieCast. We did a whole, you know, tournament bracket about promos. Um, so there's certainly ones. Oh God, that's a great question. Um, just off,
0: just right offhand, just what are your just top three promos that speak that just come to
1: yeah. mind immediately? The a lot. It's gonna sound cliche. Uh, hmm. Obviously, "Hard Times" by Dusty. Like I, I'll watch that and I'll still get goosebumps. Yeah, um, cliche. Wrong
0: answer of this, you know. It's it's how these promos make you feel. That's that's the reason why I'm asking.
1: Uh, so definitely hard times by Dusty. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the William Regal promo when he's talking about fighting Cesaro. Ooh. Ooh, uh that's from uh, that's my deep cut. Uh, you know from uh he was and it was an NXT uh mm-hmm. when when before NXT became like their big Wednesday show and it was still like mostly an internet show. Mm-hmm. Uh, And so they had William Regal basically coming out of retirement to fight Cesaro and William Regal cuts this amazing promo about like, there's no way I'm winning this. Like I might survive, but he's not a better wrestler than I am now. He's a better wrestler than I ever was. And it's like this real, like, you got to be there to see this kind of promo. And then number three, the, the opposite of a deep cut when, uh, when the rock does impressions of everybody, (laughs) <laughs> yes. for the hell in a cell yeah that's the that like i look at it now from an analytical standpoint and i'm like what a fucking asshole yeah. like you're not even bringing up decent points of like they always tell you in like promo training that like well you have to build up your opponent so that when you beat them it yeah. means something if you shit on them and you beat them then who did you beat and all the rock does in this fucking promo is is assholey impressions of these other guys yeah. and just completely take a shit on all of them but they were all so big at the time that like i guess it didn't really matter like nobody was gonna be like i don't know if i take the undertaker serious anymore he's the fucking undertaker yeah. but still like just as a as in the building of a promo like yeah. i'm just gonna say things that don't even make sense about these fucking wrestlers and just call it a day like i'm gonna be like hey i'm kurt Angle. I'm gonna drink a, bl- a big glass of milk and take four Viagra, and it was like, when has Kurt Angle ever said that? Like, why would he ever say that? It's great. It's
0: man. So <laughs> I love that. like. I don't want to drift away from the original point, but because you just, <laughs> it's just, it's such a
1: good damn promo. <laughs> it really is. The and Rock being a dick and shitting on the entire roster is it, so entertaining.
0: I wanted to cut a promo like that for the scramble match. I had like a, a, a month ago or a month or two ago, um, but I didn't because my attitude changed uh, with a lot of things. Uh, basically, you know, not a lot of, I, I could do all these entertaining, but I'm not going to talk about that. So anyway, my original point was how often do you go back and watch those promos?
1: I showed uh literally like my manager, the the, the hard times promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day, and um, uh, the William Regal one I happened to watch recently, but I, only, I always use it as like a teaching example. The mm. Rock one I'll watch probably once every couple of months, okay. okay, just because I'm a psychopath and that still makes me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's it, I still watch it back bad. Basically, I anytime I see a gif of when the Rock rolls his eyes really, 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 <laughs> really over the top. Yeah. That triggers the thing in my brain of like, I need to go watch that Hell in a Cell promo.
0: <laughs> Undertaker.
1: <laughs> oh, Drive around this backstory, boys. Um, call it so, whatever you want. You can call it Hell in a Cell, Rage in the Cage, Penis in Uranus. <laughs> so promos like that, it's just, okay, how
0: often do you go back and watch them? and And, and what scenarios do you... Do you find yourself in where you would you would go to a wrestling promo to help get you through what you're feeling? It's very true. It's it's so bizarre. Me, I my favorite is promos. Like I've I've watched thousands of hours of promos, probably over and over and over. And and like people who like even write in the call, you know, I'll just randomly break out a promo. Like I try to change my voice and do something like that. But like Yeah, you
1: you literally cut the uh Bob Backlund championship promo during the seminar we were doing. Like you it's yeah. like you were possessed by the ghost of Bob Backlund for a minute. Long live
0: Bob Backlund. He was great. Uh, <laughs> but on top of like one of my top 3, one of them is a, is a Roddy Piper promo where um and I, I try to – I literally channel this each time with any stupid, wacky thing I do in wrestling, um, <clears throat> where he just finished a match with the Iron Sheik, and he just barely wins, and uh, Adrian Adonis attacks him. And it, it's <laughs> – me and Gene, it's just like, Roddy Piper, you're, you're absolutely insane what you just did. And he's just like, I'm not insane, and he's drinking a soda and then pours it right on his head. <laughs> and just goes into this deep, you say, I'm insane. I say, thank you very much. You know, just, <laughs> just, just so like, just the levels of, of energy in this promo is like a roller coaster. He goes up and down, up and down. Um, he insults the guy. He, 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 his life is threatened by this guy. It's, it's, it's so bizarre, but uh, and then I believe the match was only, like, six or seven minutes they had. But mm-hmm. this is absolutely – this is one of my favorite top three promos. Like, I would go back and watch whenever I, I feel like – you know, people challenge my opinion uh, or w- whatever I'm doing is 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 frowned upon, like, you know, most of the times. <laughs> but I, I would channel this Roddy Piper uh, energy and, like, I didn't go – anything like what he went through in life you know no all right but just that like one promo like i can always channel that the power of body piper and that spirit just comes over me and as you say i'm insane i say thank you very much mean gene uh
1: (laughs) well i always remember during the uh the like the piper's pit when they're setting up for wrestlemania 3 and uh andre Tears off the the gold uh, Crucifix off of Hulk Hogan And like storms off and Hogan's like Andre why And I just remember Roddy Piper who's still trying to like Move the narrative forward of like Hey is this mean that Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant Are gonna actually fight Like they're friends but now like Bobby Heenan Has like cast a spell on Andre Now he's evil Yeah, And so Roddy in that party goes Are you gonna fight Onto the giant, yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? And Hulk Hogan goes, yes, and the whole world explodes. The entire <laughs> planet explodes. Like that's just like if you look in a textbook in a science class, that's what happened. The f- yeah. second fucking Big Bang happened, and the fucking world exploded.
0: And, and actually, the wrestling world did explode after that. It was WrestleMania three. It was it was the it was the Silver Dome, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. The yeah. only thing that I say, the only other Hogan thing that comes close to that. Is when the mega powers shake hands for the first time. Yes, the, the world, the the remnants of the world explode once again.
0: Yes, the levels of energy, like, and that's why, like, to the I'm I'm do- I I want to see the documentary on Roddy Piper because that's that's one guy uh I would hope to try to channel my promos like to an extent where where you have you just have that vocal range like it's, the animation to Roddy Piper is just amazing where you can just you know come off as a psychopath but then become be intimidating but then you can sympathize for him it's 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 this bag of cats in a wrestler and i i just i would absolutely love to hopefully deliver a promo as memorable as that Roddy Piper promo. He just pour soda on his head and just acts as simply, you think I'm insane? Like you think you just come out here and mess me up and not expect me to come out there and beat you to a pulp. Like it's, it's, the range is amazing.
1: Well, just, and that's part of the reason why you and I have talked about this on several occasions that I always try to, to nudge new wrestlers in that direction of like, Hey, make a note on your phone, carry a notebook around, write down any lines or anything that you think is good. And that's straight from Roddy Piper. Like that's what he would do is he would scribble down all these ideas for lines or, Oh, if I was ever in a situation, I could always say this or whatever. So that's why it always came. Like anytime they throw a mic at him, he would just be on a different level in terms of a promo because he's like, aha, time to pull out number, you know, X two seventy five in terms of my notebook of like, this is a great line to use here. And I feel like a lot of kids miss that. And so when it's go time and they're at some show and it's like, hey, we need you to cut a promo for this guy you just found out you're fighting 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And it better be interesting because we're going to use it in, you know, the the promotion or whatever or filler between matches or whatever the hell it is. And these poor kids are just like deer in the headlights and they're like, well, you know. I drove a long way to get here and I'm, I'm working very hard at this and I'm going to win. And you're like, well, great. It's going yeah. right in the trash. <laughs> I've been in those situations where uh promoter
0: hands me a mic and he's just like, here, open the show. Just talk about anything. Just stall it for 10 minutes. It's like, oh crap. <laughs> just, right? I don't even got my boots on. It's just like, I, I, all right. And then you just go out there and it's just, uh, and that's just, do which goes on another question? It's like do wrestlers indie wrestlers watch wrestling? Like what if you are watching or are you listening right now, indie wrestlers? If you watch wrestling, ask yourself, what 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 am I specifically watching for? Am I just a lot I know a lot of wrestlers who just specifically watch wrestling to study the moves, just hmm, this is a good cutoff, I'm gonna take that. Oh, that sequence was cool, I'm gonna do that and just put a knee at the end. Or, right yeah I'm just gonna do this movie you know for me when i try to when I watch wrestling uh i i try to capture i try to see what captures the energy in the building um i I would try to put myself in a situation it's like okay I'm booked against so and so all right, what vibe do we give off? Do we give off an Austin Rock vibe? Do I do maybe um, Kurt Angle versus The Undertaker? Do I got to be this? Do I got to be that? You know, and I try to go back and watch and I study for like the level of energy in the match from the entrance, you know, to certain spots and stuff like that. It's just like what captured these people at that time and what could I pick from that and use it to capture the audience I'm about to be in front of,
1: you know? Well, I think that's the greatest secret going right now is enough time has passed that like the things in like the Attitude Era and things along those lines can be reinvented and reused now. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And
1: and audiences are going to be welcoming to it, you know, um, in a lot of cases. So let me ask you a question. (laughs) When you're looking for something to inspire you or something to reinvigorate, Either your creative juices or a promo that you want to work on or whatever, what is your go to what do you watch? It doesn't have to be wrestling it could be whatever what do you normally watch
0: uh what inspires me uh man my go to yeah would be wrestling promos uh surprisingly um i would I'd see what I'm missing and see okay I'm feeling this, and fortunately there's over a million hours of wrestling at my true that's true i dispose so it's like all right it's so dumb i'm <laughs> it, you sure i was number 30 uh the cheese didn't pick up uh, <laughs> <laughs> no we did not call the cheese oh, damn it. all right so so uh to my future wife listening <laughs> yes i'm this lame um so for some people when you feel something where you're going through something in life, whether you lose somebody, whether you find somebody or whether, you know whether it be work related you 're feeling a certain type of way you would uh ideally you listen to a, a song right mm-hmm. music is everybody's go to and there's always something in music that just uh translates to what you 're feeling in real life uh, for me it's wrestling promos or wrestling matches wrestling period there's always a situation in wrestling that uh, I can pick uh or find and it's exactly what i'm feeling at the time you know uh and i would try to you know channel these i would see these promos and and try to channel it and try to channel that energy and it's just like uh i would try to let out some of that energy the wrestling promo or situation made me feel like mm-hmm. Hmm, let me give you an example. Did I give an example already with that Rowdy Piper one? Yes. <laughs> uh like the Roddy Piper one. Uh for actually, yeah. Yeah. So the Roddy Piper one. When the birthday show happened, um mm-hmm. uh, it was it, it started off, you know, we were drinking and we jokingly were bearing Dakota to ronnie rios ronnie rios was there and i was kind of just getting on his nerves and burying the coda or whatever how he, they didn't do the job to me or something like that they didn't want to do the job uh we were watch, watching Talk talking sh- talking shop talking shop mania brother um and you know just talking about it talking about it and it's just like man you know i'm gonna do this i'm absolutely gonna do this mind you we're in the fucking in the midst of a pandemic Right, everything shut down. Uh, people are scared, people don't know what the hell is going on. And Aaron Nova wants to freaking put a wrestling show on to celebrate his 28th birthday, (laughs) you know. Um, and I had a lot of doubts. They were a lot, some
1: would say it was an impossible task, and yet it was still done. It was, and a lot of
0: bad things happened, but I was. I would watch that Roddy Piper promo. (laughs) Like, you say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Do you think for one second that you're just going to, you know, put me down and put me down and I'm just not going to go out there and beat you to a pulp? Like, you think you can just, you know, doubt me and put me down and think you're just going to get away with it, you know? And it was, it was like a battle with myself. Like, you're going to let these bad things happen. Or are you just going to quit? Are you just going to, you know, people need this. People need to see you win. You know, this isn't just for you. This is for a lot of people. People need to see these matches. They need to see uh, the Starling versus Hunter. They need to see that. They need to see this wacky six man. Is Sage going to beat you? Is Sage going to get on the scale? Like just the stupidity, but I would... <clears throat> I would go to wrestling promos first. You know, I would try to think of the situation I'm in and man, was there a wrestler or some like a storyline or some where this happened, where I can, I can feed off this energy and try to get my juices flowing and go that way. And not only with wrestling promos, a lot of movie scenes, uh, there's always a movie scene or, or, or a TV scene. Uh, that just speaks to me and just reflects what I'm feeling. Uh, For example, Nova Alliance and Mania is dead as of yesterday. Um, What was that Sunday? Sunday. As of Sunday, it is dead. And every time somebody mentions it, all I can think about is the scene from Dawn of Justice, Batman versus Superman, where Superman... uh, where Batman crashes the Batmobile and then Superman's there, rips off the hood and says, the next time they shine a light in the sky, don't go to it. The Bat is dead. Bury it. <laughs> and that's that's literally my response to the whole cheese mania thing where it's just like, "Uh, it's dead. Bury it. Let it go. Move on. All right? <laughs> no more jokes. They won. All right? The bad guys won. There's no turning back. So... My go-to would be wrestling promos and movie and TV scenes where somebody said something that just
1: – that is engraved in my brain and just speaks to my soul. So I have I have two things I want to jump off of this with. Number one, um, what's a recent movie that you've watched, even if you watched it again, that had a line like that that stuck in your mind?
0: A recent movie?
1: Uh, like just a, a recent viewing.
0: Oh, recent viewing. Uh, Recently,
1: Hmm. man, that's a very good question. What have I been watching? Sounds like mostly wrestling promos.
0: Yeah, mostly. (laughs) A recent movie. Well,
1: while while he's considering, I recently watched with Luna a uh, movie made a couple years ago called The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. And it stars uh, Adam Driver and Mm. uh, Jonathan Price. And it's like, it's got an insane backstory to it in terms of like the actual production. Like it took 30 fucking years to make this movie. It just kept getting thrown off by production and money and blah, 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 blah. And so the guy finally makes the movie and it was a very strange film. It was very unusual, unusual narrative and, very character-driven kind of thing but very very unusual and um what i loved about it is it felt like the movie was like 90 percent done and then they just brought adam driver onto the set and didn't explain anything to him because (laughs) just a lot of his reactions are like they feel very genuine of him being like "What, what 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 the fuck am i even looking at like just his character and how he plays but uh he yells at uh, a, a crazy person who thinks they're Don Quixote, and he says, um, if you find your Lady Dulcinea, you can shove her up your ass. And that was so fucking funny to me <laughs> that he just yells at this old man and tells him that he, if he finds his lost love, that he can shove her up his ass. Now, I don't think that's a great line for a promo necessarily, but oh, that sort of energy is... of just like, well, fuck you, goodbye, is very powerful. And I, that would stick in my brain as something of like, there might be a promo somewhere down the road that that sort of energy may be appropriate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. It's something that bizarre too, where you could, if you were creative enough, those listening, get creative for the love of God. Yes. Uh, yes. And I'm not just saying, hey, watch a wrestling move and then try it if people like it, keep doing it if they don't. It's not the moves. It's 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 the energy you have to deliver, you know? Anybody can throw a super kick. How you throw a super kick, it should be the question.
1: Very uh,
0: true. So, like, if somebody were to win a title, like, <laughs> just, like, take your newly crowned title and shove it up your ass. You know? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's so dumb. But, man, a recent viewing, uh, a movie that just, like, really stuck out to me. I'm trying to think.
1: Like, think of what's a great movie line that you would, that you would suggest someone use in a promo.
0: Uh... Alright, one of my favorite absolute storyline I mean, movie lines that I, I've, I'm i i have dying to use in a promo, or that same energy, uh, this is going to be a bizarre one, alright, Street Fighter 1994 is number one, uh, I'll say number two, because Night of the Roxbury is my favorite, but number, top five favorite movies of all. <laughs> You're quickly re-editing this. Yes, yes. Top. I'll say top two. Street Fighter and Night of the Rocks Bear are my overall favorite movies in, in, ever. In the We're talking story about the African 90s
1: Street Fighter movie starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia. Yes, absolutely. Oh, goodness.
0: Actually, I think I did a promo where I mentioned something like that. Um, but one of my favorite lines in that movie, and I can quote the movie all freaking day, uh, but one of my favorite ones was when Ken... And Ryu beat Sagat and and Vega and like, the facility. Uh, he says, Ken says to Sagat, he says, I got to thank you, Sagat, because if I didn't know you and if I never met you, I would have became you. And I think that is one of the mm. coldest lines ever. And I apologize. That is cold as hell. Jesus. I applied to wrestling every time where I meet guys, and it's just like, God, I'm so glad I met you because I would have became somebody like you, and I just don't want to be like anybody.
1: You know, Aaron Ovis is his old man. Well, Uh, I was going to say, kudos to you for not going with the obvious choice, of course. Oh, the the bison. When when bison came to your town.
0: Revolutionary day. Yeah, it was
1: the most important day of your life. But for me, it It was was, Tuesday. Like, so cold. Like, that... God, it's
0: just like things like that. Like people would watch him; They think, oh, this is cheesy effects and cheesy fighting and the acting's terrible. But it's just like, man, are you really watching the movie? Like are you, these are like bangers
1: right here. <laughs> like, well, dude. and that's the thing, too, is like I think the bigger lesson to be taken from is that old adage they always say where it's like, hey, wrestle like you're at Madison Square Garden and it's sold out every time, even if there's only 10 people there. Same thing. Raúl Julia is actively dying of stomach cancer. Yeah. During that fucking production of that movie, he knows that movie's dumb as hell. He's not blind. He's yeah. like, yeah, fucking bison dollars, and I've got a painting of myself as Napoleon. Like, he knew he he knew what was up, and he still came to every day and was like, "I'm gonna sell this like 110 fucking percent."
0: Yeah, like I'm okay.
1: giving this 100 percent serious performance, and uh, it it, well, it, it well, plays well, off. it's going to be doing
0: the Clown's best match. You know why? Right. <laughs> It's 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 something like that. And I I I take a lot of traits from his character his character in that movie is, you know, inspired Captain Aronova in various ways as a heel. Um, you know, not carbon copy, but that's some, no, some no, no. I patterned myself around because the character was so strong. It was you know, the presence, the
1: everything was so intimidating, like, you know,
0: now be a good time for you to start praying to your
1: God. <laughs> You know, oh, I would say if we can get you a uh, a smoking jacket that's the same color scheme as yeah. your as your attire, like he has in that scene with Chun Li. Like he yeah. takes off the big cape and like the big regular bison outfit and changes it into like a smoking jacket that's the exact same color scheme as the fucking regular outfit. I'm like, that's that's style right there. That's that's style. that's the drip right there. When they're saying the drip, that's what they're referring to.
0: Absolutely. And you look at that guy and you are just like, oh, he's the bad guy. Like you can just right. rip it off rip. Like, God, it was. It's such a amazing movie to me. You know, don't care about movie reviews. That movie is spoke to me as a kid. It spoke to me now, and I use a lot of it. So,
1: but well, that- that's the thing too. Is I feel like that movie's kind of done a full circle. Like it came out, they made merch for it, got shit on, mm-hmm. and now enough time has passed that now it kind of come back around, and people are like, you know what? Yeah, that movie's cheesy, but it's a pretty good time. It's a pretty good time. It's a good time, and it has
0: an amazing soundtrack, which, you know, I even go to the soundtrack still, and, like, if I'm down then, you know, there's a Street Fighter song, like, uh, some things are worth fighting for that has been my theme this, this entire year.
1: Uh, also, as an aside, I think you could draw a lot of great character ideas from that fucking live-action Street Fighter movie. Because when Jean-Claude is giving like the press conference and they're like, oh, but what do you say about M. Bison? He's like, what do I say? A-peah! And he like just flexes. I'm like, that's yeah. a wrestling promo right there. It's exactly, you know, and what you just said is the magic words.
0: And this is what a lot of guys fail to realize in 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 the industry is that you have to be able to see that there's wrestling in every single thing in media. That's a great point. You know, there's wrestling everywhere you look. We literally just had a blockbuster film, Godzilla versus King Kong. Okay. That is a wrestling movie. Like there's, there's wrestling psychology in this. Like there, what story are you getting? Like, where do you think they uh, draw inspiration from Godzilla versus King Kong? You think they're going to like Shakespeare and they're... <laughs> no, exactly. they're
1: doing fucking WrestleMania 3. Like, exactly. They just... Fucking 11 from Stranger Things is like, Kong, are you fighting Godzilla? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes, exactly. And then it's just like, Kong, Kong goes, yes, and then the world explodes.
0: Exactly. You know, you got to be able to see that there is wrestling in everything in the most random places, you know? Um, And I feel like once people uh, unlock that special feature, uh, their creativity and their and their ideas are endless.
1: Where you know, I just realized yeah. where Roddy Piper and Keith David in they live. Like yeah. we have the sunglasses that like everything's actually wrestling and we yeah. just have to pass the sunglasses out. Exact
0: one thousand percent. Like there's just wrestling and everything and you just gotta accept it. And you just gotta if you want to excel and be creative to where you you're able to evolve, you have to understand that there is wrestling in everything. I, I've worked the guy in a match. Uh, his name is Monster, and he's seven foot tall. You know, pretty self-explanatory. He is a monster. And I remember the time we wrestled. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, I, I told him I was like, "Hey, knock me out, and then drag me across the ring by my leg." At the time, uh, Harambe. <laughs> remember the Harambe craze? Of with course, this gorilla got shot because the kid
1: fell in the cage. And this gorilla wrongfully shot. By the way, you glossed over that. Just shouldn't have been. He was fine. He wasn't gonna hurt that kid. Yeah. He but he drags
0: this kid across. And I I told this guy when we worked, I was like, "Hey, man, I need you to create this visual. Like, I am the baby, and you are this giant gorilla. I need you to drag me across the ring and create that visual, so people like, oh my god, he's dragging him like Harambe. (laughs) Like, and they did. (laughs) It successfully got over."
1: He's dragging oh. him like Harambe.
0: Yeah.
1: Just,
0: after the show, this one lady comes up to me. She's like, oh, my God. When he dragged you across like the gorilla, I started cracking up. And I was just like, Well, oh, there we go.
1: Wrestling and everything. Uh, it fucking worked. In your face, everybody.
0: <laughs> you know, you got to be able to find the wrestling and everything and, and bring it into wrestling. And people will make the comparisons themselves. If not, you know, they'll be able to visualize it. And then when they do see it later on, they'll be like, oh, shit. That's like that wrestling match I saw. Boom. You're remembered secrets right here pay us because i was gonna
1: say you you throw a lot of that on your social media as well like you mentioned the player haters ball from Chappelle show being like a wrestling show
0: yes and because of that like it's a hilarious sketch but i thought like because everybody in wrestling wants to be heel like a lot of Of guys come up and it's easier for them to be heel so i was like man what if we just did an all heel show and i see who gets over (laughs) you know
1: (laughs) how do you stand out amongst other heels i I mean that's that's like a a fucking Twilight Zone twist. Like yeah. oh, I I'm really I think I'm a pretty good heel. Great, you've been booked in a show that's nothing but heels. Like now, how do you stand out as a heel? Because you can't keep calling this town full of redneck hicks. The last seven guys have already done that. You got to think of something else.
0: Exactly. You know. And it was the first guy is going to get over is going to be, or you know, are you going to do something different from the first and the last guy that's on that show? So that's where that. And I thought it was hilarious because it's just. The outfits—it was so outrageous—and I was just like, "Man, I would love to do something like that." And I probably will because Aronov was ridiculous. And who knows? I'm all hey, about somebody.
1: If somebody's got the guts that calls a finishing move "Buck Nasty's Mama's Dog Dish," <laughs> I, I'm in. You absolutely right on it. Like, so, so, just the way he just
0: the way he enters—if it isn't the most diabolical haters this side of the Mississippi—like, it's just it's fascinating. You know, and that's a character. Like, man, imagine a wrestler like that guy. Like, it's possible. It's possible, man. Well, I think like,
1: the problem is there's a lot of wrestlers out there who think they're that guy, and it's like you're not that guy. I promise you're not. Yeah, you're you gonna not- have way so, more commitments I'm, than uh, that. You can't give him the Iggy. You know, you
0: can't. Right. You can't hint at it. Like, people have so many interpretations as me. Like, I have no set, like, general inspiration of a character. The only one I can think of is I have a Napoleon. But I have so many iterations and so many examples of characters like people would describe me as like uh, Plankton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can yeah. see that. I did get Bison. Uh, I did. Uh, what else did I get? I get? I get so many because like when I do like indie shows and stuff like that, I'm saying like if I'm booked all over the town, I'm really not. Uh, but when I do shows like for different promotions, I like to try to be a different version of myself.
1: Well, you've tapped into the last few shows I've seen. You've tapped into this other dimension where you become like the like the sexiest spaceman, <laughs> and like the fucking you're hitting the big wiggle, and the crowd's going ape shit.
0: Yes, yeah, they say very mean things to me. They called me piggy last match. They, there was a oh, pig- that's not nice.
1: That's not okay.
0: And it was it was hilarious because it's just at like- the
1: ver- if you're gonna be an asshole like that, at least make it a pigs in space reference and fucking yeah. bring it home. Don't a pig, you
0: know yeah space piggy but i got a space potato so
1: that you know it's it's not that just sounds delicious if i'm being honest yeah
0: so one birthday somebody even drew a picture
1: of of me as a space potatoes on my instagram
0: somewhere that's amazing that was ronnie rios who who was the artist credits ronnie rios for the space potato uh i hear that a lot hurts my feelings just a little bit but you know what You could either be ashamed of it or just run with it.
1: Well, I was going to say, you know what the only thing worse than being called a space potato by an audience is? What? Fucking silence.
0: Yes. Absolutely. If you're coming out the
1: silence, become a potato. Take it from there. That's the after-school special. Uh, Speaking of uh, of, uh, the crowd reaction to things, you also mentioned that uh, you believe that in another dimension or another universe, you definitely would have been booked as beaver cleavage if you'd been signed to the Fed in 98. Absolutely. So now here's the thing. Before you even begin with that explanation, A, we probably need to give some context to who beaver cleavage was. And B, I 100% agree. Before you even give your details (laughs) and explanation, I 100% agree. So like, uh, I,
0: I do it with my non wrestling friends, my 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 childhood friends growing up. We always have the conversation, okay, who would you be if you were a wrestler or something like that? Yeah, of course. And me, I I love I love those conversations because I love how deep it can get into context. Um and I thought like amongst wrestlers, like I look at myself now, it's just like, man, who would I freaking if I were to be booked in, in the late nineties, the the peak of wrestling, who the hell would I be? You know, where, 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 what position would I face? And, <laughs> you know, and if anybody knows me, my Facebook persona and my in ring persona are completely two different people. All right. Uh, I'm a little more, uh, hmm, what's the magic word? Uh, I'm a little more, what is
1: Open-minded? it? Open minded?
0: No, no, no. It's, it's, uh, I'm a little more, uh, Let's go with edgy. Not edgy.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm a little more edgy than that.
0: It's my private Facebook. A
1: little more adult oriented, perhaps. Yes.
0: There we go. That was the word I was. I'm a little more. Uh, I'm TVMA because I don't add every. Uh, I'm free to express my thoughts. It is my Facebook. You don't pay me to be there. I don't pay rent here. I can do what I want. If you don't like it, delete. Simple as that. Um. So I just share my ideas, and if it doesn't make me laugh, like <laughs> I just won't share it. So, but I, I thought of it. And I was like, man, I, just looking at some of the stupidity I, I I write, just the random stuff that crosses my mind that I share with everybody. Um, I felt like it was only fitting that I would I would portray Beaver Cleavage, who was a character in 1998, uh, who was one half of the Headbangers. It was Chaz, where he he was Leave It to Beaver. He was this. Is that the 60s? Or
1: the 50s. No, it would have been the 50s.
0: It's uh the, the 50s. This the show from the 50s. Um and <laughs> this black and white these black and white uh vignettes of him of wanting mommy's milk. <laughs> it's, just,
1: it's so so prior his gimmick was that he was like a headbanger a punk rocker and they broke the team up and then they just like completely repackaged him. Yeah. As this very bizarre sexually suggestive leave it to beaver parody exactly he was all right
0: you're gonna be (laughs) you're gonna be this 50s character but it has to hint towards something sexual related because sex sells and at the time you know everything was How far can we go, and how can we be raunchy and entertaining, and how can we mix all this into just one big crazy-ass freaking product? And Beaver Cleavage came out as one of them. Um, The character didn't last
1: long. Um, Well, because, of course, so the premise is, oh, I want Mommy's Milkies or whatever the fuck. And then (laughs) his mom, Mrs. Cleavage, was this, like, busty manager woman. Yeah. and she would be like oh here it is and would like dump milk into his cereal with like her hoo-hoo's hanging out <laughs> yeah. and he would like look in the camera like, I and, love like <laughs> and it was like okay that's weird and then he wrestled a couple times and he's dressed in like you know the beaver cleaver fucking outfit oh, and this stacked woman would come out and escort him and Whether he would win or lose, like she would come in and like hug him, and he would just kind of like nestle his head against her bosom and like again look at the camera, like, (laughs) (laughs) and again, you're just sitting at home, like, okay, where does this go? And as Nova pointed out, it didn't last terribly long before it became very meta. And he was like, I'm not, this, this is not my mom, like, this is my girlfriend, like, this is stupid, and I'm not gonna do that anymore. Which there was a couple of. Gimmicks like that in the nineties because WCW did the same thing with, uh, yeah. with with Dustin Rhodes, yeah. Where they were like, Oh, he's got he's completely reinvented now. And he came out and was like, This is stupid, I'm a goddamn wrestler and fuck the Riders, and I'm like, Oh, and it's so real. But yeah. Uh, yeah, beaver cleaver beaver cleavage did not last terribly long, but I think you really could have run with it. Neither did Chaz. But the also, reason why I thought- <laughs> also true, his meta like I'm just a good wrestler, yeah. also did not last terribly. Fun fact, his theme
0: song at WrestleMania 2000 for the N64 was always my creative character's theme song, just to put that out there. So one. you're
1: saying that this is like long, long in the works?
0: Yes, absolutely. Like, I, I was meant to be Beaver Cleavage because if you look at me, like, and my, if, if you describe me from my Facebook post, I am, I'm just the short guy who just likes hot women and, you know, I like a little raunchy stuff. It's just.
1: Are you referring to yourself as the horn dog Jesse James? Yes. Ooh wait a minute now <laughs> was, we had was with the
0: sad-ass billy gun and yeah
1: it's me porn <laughs> <The horned> talk <laughs> jesse james holy <laughs> shit oh, we are
0: the new age pout laws uh <laughs> we need to change that name with something that meets in the middle of this sexual but like especially now uh this day and age in social media where everything is just freaking frowned upon Nobody likes anything. Everybody hates everything. Everybody hates that other people hates or likes certain things, and you can't be open because everybody wants to be PC, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I got to I got to a point where it's just like, when did it become a problem to like like hot chicks and and just raunchy stuff? Like I was I was literally a child watching the Attitude Era, and I would tune in every week. And this was the most successful this most successful period in wrestling where a lot of the stars from that time period are still being marketed today. Um, like there's a box of cereal of the rock and sock connection uh, that is somewhere in stores. And it's, it's bizarre. Like the most frowned upon era that wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, get past PC culture today. It's even being blurred on the Peacock network or the network it's on now. True. They're watering it down, but they're still like, everything from that period is still being marketed. It's, it's bizarre. So, you know, I think with this culture where everybody tells you how to feel and what to do, it's just I, – I never really I, – I didn't do it growing up in high school or any time. So it's not, I'm not going to do it now. Like, I like hot chicks. Like, I, I even told you I wanted to do a wrestling – an adult wrestling show in a strip club because I like strippers. Aaron like likes strippers, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Uh we're getting the premiere right here. The, right here. This is the big news.
0: Years from now when if if I am somewhere, this, this sound clip will come up. So ladies and gentlemen, Zach Romero is a great guy. <laughs> he has influenced <laughs> me a lot. And I encourage people, if you like it, hey, be yourself. You know? It's you. You you don't you may carry these people in your phone uh twenty four hours out the day. You're in a room with them on social media, but you know, nobody pays your bills. You don't speak to these people on the phone. You're not having beers with any of these people. Like what you like, what you like. You know? Just don't be a piece of shit. <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, I... It, this is what I like. I like hot women. And I like busty women. Voluptuous <laughs> women. Uh, I love women, all right? It's just... If you don't, that's you, you know? But me this is me and I just embrace it and I try to entertain myself as much as possible. I am single ladies holler at me. Uh, you know, It's not like I'm doing anything crazy or any of these women's DMS or saying raunchy things or anything like that. Like, um, so I felt uh, so related to the character. Cause I would so dress up like a fucking toddler and, <laughs> just to hug up on hot women. Cause I'm a small guy. Like you can just picture it. Like it just, it's so fitting for a guy like me. Like, so, <laughs> so dumb thinking about it now. It's just another one of Nova's dumb ideas or ideas that cross his mind that I shared out. But yes, I absolutely would have definitely been beaver cleavage in 1998 if I was signed by WWF.
1: And, and I think you would have really given a run for it and not just uh Done, you know, three Raws and gone like this is so stupid. Like you would have at least played along and see where the hell it goes.
0: I'm Aaron I'm a guy from the Bronx, and uh, I'm just gonna be myself. And well, this is me. This is why I'm so animated, and I feel like I just fit the role so perfect. So if if there is anybody, oh, you know, well, you can't do it anymore. People just frown upon it. But <laughs> I'm so open for the gimmick if there was. But I'm the Captain Aaron I'm very respectable in the ring and I respect women. I don't hit women. So if you ever seen any of my intergender matches, I don't like to hit women. Uh, I don't like to wrestle women. I don't like to do any of that, but Aaron Nova on Facebook just loves hot women. <laughs> it's man. It, if, if, if that's a problem that I, it's what I like, you know, you people like what you like. If you don't like it, uh, don't dedicate so much time to destroying that person for liking what they like, you know? I'm not a piece of shit. I'm not, like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, it's getting weird. You're... Yeah, I... <laughs> The defense
0: is getting weird. I have to, I have to reiterate it, because people just... They have selective hearing and reading. True, that's true. And they just... And they'll drag me through the mud. So before anybody gives me flack, I just want to throw that out there.
1: The so... gimmick What? So, uh, we're wrapping up here. This has obviously been... A deep dive in the psyche of of one Aaron <laughs> Um so why don't we end with this kind of a call back to when you and I did the uh the, the gimmick guide seminar, yeah. uh which is still available on YouTube. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Um what is the major aspect on your mind right now that you wish you had the words to convey to any and all wrestlers that 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 are struggling? Uh doesn't have to be like their your, your your go-to advice what's the advice on your mind currently what have you run into with wrestling currently that makes you go like you know what this is the thing this is the key that you need if you're gonna go anywhere
0: uh the key that you need man don't uh let people tell you how to be you man uh i'm a strong believer on betting on yourself and be be a fan of of you you know if you want to make me, if you want people to be fans of you and support you, you have to be a fan of yourself first. Uh, so like I say, like everything I do, it, it has to make me laugh or it has to entertain me or it has to piss me off or I have to, I have to react to it first. And if I had that designated reaction, I'm going to go with it, you know, like the silly beaver cleavage thing. It just an idea that crossed my mind and it just made me laugh and I shared it, you know? <clears throat> so uh be yourself always. Can't can't nobody tell you how to be you. People can give you suggestions and you know you can either it's up to you to either apply it or leave it on the ground, but <clears throat> believe in you. Uh and just be you. <laughs> you know. I I I've I've had so many people just upon just interacting with me just tell me I should, how I should be or what I should be or how I should do things. And it's just like, you know, is there really a right answer to that? I feel like this world is so subjective. Um, so appeal to you first be yourself.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Now, in addition to, uh, you know, (laughs) you apparently having an adults only, uh, social media, uh, why don't you plug uh, any social media that anybody can follow you on?
0: Yes. So it's not strictly adult. It's just ridiculous. You no, know, Anybody who's been around me knows how the ridiculous things I've come up with. Some of them come out of, become out of hand, and sometimes it's actually what gets me booked on shows. It's not that I'm a decent wrestler. It's because I say dumb things, um, which is terrible. So Facebook, my Facebook account is absolutely private. Uh, If I don't know you, you're not getting on and all the Hey Brother messages. I'm not a booking agent or anything like that. I just like to help guys that I I see will, I feel can, you know, take what's given and apply it and go somewhere with it uh, rather than just getting paid for a regular spot and not doing anything special and not standing out. But that's my Facebook page that you don't know. And I'm not sharing, but my Facebook <laughs> fan page is facebook.com slash aronova Pro. Get all the updates and promos, the wacky stuff I do for uh the wrestling business. Um Twitter.com. I was gonna say slash at aronova on, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh also wackiness. Uh I just, I, I like, I like to entertain. I like to entertain myself. I like to laugh. Some people like it. Some people don't. So it's only up to you to follow it. So if you choose to, that's on you, buddy. But also, uh, I raise photography on Facebook.com. Get yourself uh photo op videos, promos done by Isaiah Reyes. Shout outs to I photography, I radio where me and Isaiah get together. Uh, we're making our comeback eventually. Uh, Zach's probably <laughs> he's very pissed at us that we haven't, haven't been consistent lately, but we are coming back sooner than you think. And we're just going to get back to just being ourselves and entertaining you guys. Um, you can find me. I could plug my dates. No, nah, I got too many dates. I'm
1: so booked. <laughs> good. That's good.
0: <laughs> it's not, I'm really not. Um, you can find me. Keep up with the latest updates where I'm going to be in wrestling on my social media pages Facebook.com, Aronova Pro, Twitter, and Instagram at
1: Aronova. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Captain, thank you so much for making a triumphant return to the IndyCast. I appreciate you helping us out. So close to our uh, eight year anniversary uh, here at the IndyCast. And so uh, we appreciate your time and, and your insight. And I will probably rewatch my VHS copy of Street Fighter the movie uh, tonight. And uh, to all of our dozens and dozens listening, please follow us on Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Follow us on social media. Uh, and uh, until next time, I am Sadass Billy Gunn. He has been the Horndog Jesse James. We are the New Age Poutlaws. And until next time, we always say, Deuces. Hercules Mulligan! A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you (laughs) fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible (laughs) decision. It's that dirty-ass Meryl Streep. We We are touching wieners, touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Birds don't give a fuck about your
0: life.